Welcome to Now Let's Talk, the podcast, where Vanessa Corwin and Kathleen Kahn will be talking to people about the challenges they're experiencing because of the COVID pandemic. Hello, I'm Kathleen Kahn. And I'm Vanessa Corwin. We have Janet Weintraub. And we talk about. So, well, let's talk about you, Janet. You know, Janet is a stand-up comedian, and in any time that's not an easy career path much less during the time of covid but you know let's start from the very beginning what made you uh say to yourself i i want to do stand up okay well janet um husband took an unexpected sudden hike after 42 years and I used to make him laugh, so I guess I needed to still make people laugh, and I went to this open house at the Gotham about a stand-up comedy course, and I signed up, and I took a course. I think it was a six-week course, and we worked on material. I learned it had to be about me, and I just did basically, because I was dating online, and that gave me a lot of material, and that night the last week we go in front of a live studio audience and it was a large studio audience mostly friends and family I think but they weren't unforgiving and I remember knowing I was going up soon I went to the bathroom I got stoned (laughs) I came out and to my surprise, they liked me. They really, I sound like <laughs> Sally Field. They, they loved me even. I got two ovations. I mean, ask Vanessa. Even the MC was talking about me. I, I guess I took them by surprise. Yes, I was there and she killed. I, I, I saw some of the, um, your stand-up on YouTube. You know, I, I know what just happened to you, and you said your husband left you for 40 years, but you must have had this desire somewhere deep down in you. You just don't wake up and say, I'm a comic. Well, I was doing acting. Ah. So I was, I, I, I loved comedy, but I, I really never thought of stand-up until one summer Gary and I were in Florida, and I went to this open mic, but again, um, I had been drinking and I was stoned and I forgot what I was going to say next or if I repeated anything and it wasn't my finest performance, but Gary was there and he kept telling me. So Gary was really the star of that show. And I don't know. I don't know. It just, it just seemed like the thing to do. I don't know why. Now, so it sounds to me like you do uh, more ad-libbing or do you write some of the sketches and know kind of a foundation of what you're going to be doing before you go on? Well, the last time I went on, they called me on a Sunday night. I wasn't even dressed. They needed somebody to fill in. I went up. I knew how I was going to start, and I figured I'd wing it from there, and I wish I knew I was going to be that funny. I would have had someone tape it. But I just started. I said, hi, I am. In fact, since my husband left me, I'm stoned all the time. I'm a real pothead. I'm stoned so much that I don't even know when I'm stoned anymore. But you know how 
you know, when you're stoned. I knew I was stoned one day when I called my Chinese restaurant for lunch and I ordered lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> so Janet, yes. so getting back to the COVID issue. So how has the time of COVID affected your activities in stand-up? I mean, obviously, can't go to the clubs, so what? Well, there was a club I went to first um, a while ago. It was on 7th Avenue and 2nd, and they had in the basement a large room where we all were social distance and wearing masks until we performed, and I performed there twice. Um, other than that, I can go on, the comic strip has a Zoom um, show every Wednesday night, and I've been to that about three times, and I hate to say it, but except for one comedian once, I don't laugh. It's not, they're not good. <laughs> So I don't know. I mean, I want them to be good. I want to learn from them. I don't want to be better than them. But I was bored. I couldn't watch the whole thing. Is it, um, is it, is it not the same uh, without an audience? I mean, other than your fellow comics. Does that make a difference for you? Well, you know, the comics strip, it's not a real audience. It's all... It's open mic. It's everybody. It's, a, I'll be honest, it's a bunch of old farts. I guess I'm in that category too, but I don't look it. But it's a bunch of old farts saying the same jokes every week. So there's not much of an audience. But one time I got up there and I didn't have a set prepared. I just said, I've been away for a while. I went back to my roots acting because stand up, the business is too hard at a good club like the Gotham to be seen by an agent or a casting director, you have to bring eight people to spend $50. They're called bringers. And I don't have that kind of bringer. So I can go to the comic strip basically anytime I want. But anyway, so I said, so I went away from stand up. The business is too hard. I went back to my roots. I picked a monologue on suicide, which I could really relate to. And I entered a national monologue contest. And that's a long story. See, I did it first in the class before an agent and a casting director. And I did it very organically. It's a, a monologue by John Patrick Shanley. It starts, oh, I, I changed it a little, but it starts... She ties a bunch of rocks to her feet and she jumps in the East River. But the water is only two feet deep. <laughs> she stands there for hours thinking the pollution might kill her. So I did it the dark way, the organic way, and my teacher loved it. But I saw it on tape, and my girlfriend in L.A., who's an actress, saw it, and we both decided it was too real. It had to be more thrown away. So I did it that way. The manager and the casting agent both laughed out loud, but nobody rushed to sign me. So then I entered this contest, and I did it. And I didn't even place, but there was a, a second chance to do it again. 
So I figured I'll go back to the organic dark way. Maybe that'll work. So here I am getting myself into suicide mode using all my acting tools. And I'm already crying on the train. I get there to find out it's someplace else and I can't get there in time. So now I'm really in suicide mode. <laughs> I go home. It takes a pint of haagen and a lot of vodka to get me back to good shape. And I say to myself, okay, so what can I learn from this experience? And I, I still haven't figured that out. <laughs> Well, when but you do, we, you'll have to let us know. I'll let you know. But what's funny is I was in this divorce group, and one night the facilitator said to me, Janet, is there anything that makes you happy these days? I said, well, to tell you the truth, when I come home at night, get undressed, take my bra off and scratch, I'm happy. I'm happy. Oh, and I think we all are. Yeah, they related. Even guys can relate to scratching their balls, I guess. I bet you're hilarious in that divorce group. You must make them laugh. Yeah, but I'm not supposed to. I don't know. <laughs> I'm so, not in the group anymore. You, you, uh, I know at the, at the Gotham, you have an interesting story. There was a very famous comic there that night. Jerry Seinfeld showed up right after me, like he couldn't be there before to see my set. Not that he would have done anything, but um, he had he worked for 40 minutes off a notebook. We were his guinea pigs. And I stopped liking him when he got married. He, he wasn't funny anymore, but he became <laughs> funny. He was very funny that night. Oh, but I have to tell you, my personality, Vanessa, you know I killed that night. You did. And, Absolutely. And, I was and, there. I know. But instead of walking away of feeling good and being proud, I forgot my best joke. I left it out. And I beat myself up all night for, <laughs> for getting my best joke rather than letting myself see how good I was. Believe you want to hear the joke great. I forgot? <laughs> Yes, tell us. Sure. All right, well, I started with, all right, so I'm, I'm dating online, and it's not easy. It's about sex, and I've been there, done that. When I was in my 20s, I was a real slut. I slept with anybody and everybody, but I walked around feeling like shit for it, and I was in therapy, and the one time I slept with this, ugh, ugh gross, disgusting guy. I went to a session and told my shrink who only wanted to know why I would have sex with somebody I was so repulsed by. I said, well, well, he said I was pretty. My shrink said, Janet, you are pretty. So I had sex with her too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke I forgot. And it, it didn't really happen. <laughs> so you'll have to put that in the next time you the next time the next time you go up somewhere. So so let me ask you this. Being a woman uh comic, do you do the male comics accept you? Yeah. As an equal? I think they think I'm very funny. I think they think I'm funnier than I think I am. 
I mean, because right now I don't really have new material. And um, they're all talking about the coronavirus as part of this. And I don't, I don't think it's funny. So, yeah, I don't have any new material, so I haven't right. joined them. Right, 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 right. So do you have any um, uh, favorite uh, comedians, male or female, that you admire? I thought George Carlin was wonderful. Oh, absolutely. He was, he died well before his time. He, the way he talked about stuff and I don't know. I just really liked him. I liked um, Seinfeld early on. I like him again now. Um, well, how have they influenced you, Janet? Somebody like George Carlin and Seinfeld? They haven't. Oh, okay. Just, because it's funny. People tell me I'm funniest when I'm not even trying. So like that night when I had nothing prepared except for the high I am, I, I just talked about me. And they said I was the funniest one there. So I don't know what I do. I just talk. Well, because you're unique and nobody's got your style. You have your yeah, own. Yeah, and they like exactly. my voice. Yeah, exactly. they like my voice a lot. Yeah. What do you think is the hardest obstacle uh, to overcome to be stand-up comic? Fear of, of not making them laugh. And that happened to me once. I, I told a joke and there was dead silence and I left the stage. And later on, a bunch of comics came over to me and said, don't you ever do that. You've got five minutes up there. If one joke doesn't work, you go on to the next. So I learned that. You just don't let one thing that goes wrong stop you. And I guess life is the same. Yeah. Indeed it is. Indeed it is, especially during these times, right? Yeah. We just have yeah. to keep moving on, moving on, moving ahead, right? Right. What do you have to say, any kind of advice uh, to people who want to get into stand-up? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just get up and have fun. Have fun. Try to do things that people can relate to. Be vulnerable. And um, it's a learning experience. You get better I think the more you do it but you know it's always nerve wracking if you don't have nerves before you get up something's wrong I mean that the adrenaline adds to the performance absolutely and don't try too hard I see a lot of people do that and it's annoying these are really good tips absolutely or anybody absolutely. yeah absolutely it's are you really, are you looking forward to getting back on stage? God help us when this is all over. Yes, and hopefully my clothes will fit by then. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of trips to the refrigerator. Pandemic poundage is no fun. 
where if people want to see your work i know you have something online where can they where can they go to see you well they can go to youtube however i'd rather them come see me in person but okay do you want my youtube well just tell tell them where they can you go would, you would you would google my name which is janet weintraub stand up and it'll come right up perfect great Perfect. Yeah. And I Perfect. like to make people laugh, so that would be good. Um, so Janet Weintraub, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you. I, I hope I lived up to your expectations. You, you lived more than up to our expectations. You're terrific. Absolutely. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Yes. Well, All right. good luck, guys. I think you have a great platform a great place to people to just be themselves and open up and um i just found out this is national guacamole day just oh. posted on my screen so i'll leave you with that well, information well woohoo thank you oh. we will have to commemorate this okay <laughs> vanessa and i will definitely oh for sure guacamole for Sounds sure good. you guys enjoy Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear from you, so please send your comments and questions to info at nowletstalkthepodcast.com and check out our website at nowletstalkthepodcast.com. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>